0: Ah, Brownie! Just when you thought we could not possibly crowbar any more star power into this (laughs) award-winning podcast, we have gone and secured the services of one of the real heavy hitters in the media, best known for his role as the host of the Great Weekend and Mates on a Mission. Brian Taylor, Uh, what's your name? Why, why have you
1: got all that stuff written down?
0: Well, because I like to repair, Brian. My name's Hummer. We've, we've met Hummer. before. You, every time, every time, host, every, host every host time Hummer. we meet, you just you introduce yourself. You you forget me very quickly. No, but, no, welcome, no. welcome to our, our little studio Thank here. You. Interesting
2: place. Award-winning podcast, mm-hmm. Brownie. Are you gonna. <laughs> Is that all you got? That's all I've got. <laughs> I thought you you said you were gonna go hard at him to try oh, and arc oh, him up. No, and what like you've done, me. you've done nothing. He's, all all he did was you. write the intro and yeah. even that
1: was shit ass. <laughs> you, should, you
3: intimidated him. Right? No, <laughs> it's very intimidating. And
0: I'm normally unflappable, but I'm flapped. See they, these <laughs> <I> tough <laughs> stickers
3: here, they yeah. are all for show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right, what are we talking about?
3: Well,
2: well, I am assuming brownie and Richard would give us a little bit more off the table. Okay, t- <laughs> just, just have a break for a minute. Um, let's talk about when you get in front of goal and you've got the legends game and oh. you've got the great oh, man who's kicked 800 oh. goals. Very quick to say oh. I've kicked the most at the MCG, which yeah. you have. The most goals at the MCG away, is amazing. No, we can't take Very that away. Very quick
1: to say that he's more accurate than people think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yes, And the, uh, the, the the spatial awareness yeah, must have been big whole, at the Stadium place. last week. That's the old space. You wouldn't have hit two sets of goals, Matthew. A lot of people have actually actually Come up to me,
3: BT, in the last few days. People that watch the EJ Witten game, they've gone, Did you? But well, that was deliberate, wasn't it? <laughs> so, and- so it's 18 yards. So
1: yards being, mm. you know, old, I know, but it's 18 of those. You were yeah. 30 out. Mm. So it's almost right angles. I could,
3: you could not have missed by any more. <laughs> Although, you, BT, you can give me some. Did the moment here. get the better of you? It did a little bit, but. We did find some uh, footage. I did get sprayed with water in my face just as yes, I was about to kick. Yes, we kid. did because I felt sorry for you
1: after that. I thought, look at everyone. Everyone's teasing him <laughs> and looking at him. And this is just not good for the little man in his head. And, you know, he's had this for his whole career and, you know, the whole mental health thing. I said, we can't keep bashing this. Mm and so I said to the guys up in the video room, see if you can go back and find something that <laughs> may have put him off." He found two drops of water
2: floating through the air. Well, Lord, I know God. you; It yeah. would have annoyed you oh. because you wanted to kick it, you wanted to be the hero. I did. I mean, people think that you're this humble sort of mm. six foot six guy, come oh. from Tasmania, I'm Richmond's hero, I'm, you know, Matthew Richardson, but you're not that humble, eh? You no, like I'm to not. be the centre of attention, you like to be the goal kicker, you like to be the big guy.
3: No, that's right, and So for the people that asked me if I deliberately missed it, no, I didn't. I was trying as hard as I could, which (laughs) makes it even worse. Hey,
0: late, you got a bit of Richie Vandenberg about you late in the game because Richie Vandenberg was the first one who got accosted for
3: trying too hard. See, even you would have to admit that was all a bit of theatre.
1: No, no, you won the Richie Vandenberg Award. (laughs) You won it because you were. I mean, I know... You were trying to, uh, you know, colour things up a bit, but you were very serious. <laughs> I was slid serious. into the goalpost
2: at one, one stage. What, up, what I didn't get was the the, the Byron Cook thing. I, I, I didn't get
3: that. That was the. Have you ever seen worse football than Byron Cook? The uh, two minutes that he was on the ground. I've never seen
2: Byron Cook. Was why the would the worst you <laughs> volunteer
3: yourself to play footy if you if you know that you are
1: hopeless <laughs> <laughs> and you cannot even put. Boot to ball. That he's, was the
3: worst two minutes of football that's ever been played. He's, he's the worst player had, I've ever seen in my a life. Lovely never. tan
0: for the middle of winter as well, he Richo. Did. Hey, uh, the had uh, the rig pull up. You saw?
3: Nah, I saw. Yeah, still struggling today. The back's done. I'm I'm finished with the EJ Witten game. There's no doubt about that. I'm never playing again. What What did you make of it though? In the wash up, Bristol, it rated pretty well, didn't it? Rated
1: yeah, amazingly. It, it rated its bum off again. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was, you know, a bit Mickey Mouse, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, like you know that we couldn't go to marvel because it was taken because yeah, yeah, of the basketball yeah. issue so we didn't have marvel uh, you know yes we could have gone to another suburban ground somewhere probably but you know they tried something different because it had been waning for the last yeah, 5 years yeah. everything had been dropping about it so they tried to spark it up a bit with that i, I just wonder whether maybe going to the country going to a small country town next year yeah. not a big not a big mm. one like Ballarat or Bendigo because it gets lost What's go to mansfield um, not even Shepparton, a bit yeah. big. Somewhere like Mansfield, population of about 5,000 people. Go and hand a ticket to every person in town, yeah. free, tell them to come and see if they can do regenerate a lot. Seems like Brian's already got Mansfield no.
2: on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> it, could it could be not. some <laughs> sort of uh, return, return back the do other you, way.
3: Do you need <laughs> the players to actually be prepared to? Play get a bit, tackled and play yeah. a bit. I'm not, I know yes. I got the Vanderberg, yeah. but you probably need everyone to get a bit. There of needed Vandenberg.
1: to be a blend between what yeah. you, yeah. how you yeah. were playing, and where they were at. They were yeah. too, too playful, yeah. um, not taking it quite seriously it was just enough. Work, wasn't yeah, it? and in the end, it was. What was the
2: just- bye weekend? What did you think of the bye weekend? Do we need it? Gil McLaughlin's come out and defended it. Uh, a lot of people just want their footy on the weekend.
1: Yeah, and so do I. It's just a waste of time for me the bye weekend. Like, why would you? What? Only eight teams benefit from it. Mm. So, yeah. what's the point of? giving something to the competition where only eight teams actually benefit from it. Yes, it got the Bulldogs home a couple of years ago. Yes, it will help the odd player or two get up. But our, our game is not about helping players get up. Our game is about uh, being able to absorb all the punishment War of you're attrition. getting. More yeah. of attrition. And it's bad luck. And there's, for 100 years, players have missed
3: out because they haven't had an extra week to prepare. And the problem for the teams that win the qualifying finals and go straight through to the prelim. Mm. They play one game mm. in about twenty seven yeah. days. Yeah. It actually doesn't benefit the teams that deserve yeah. well, to Well the doggies benefit.
0: were the big benefactor of it a few years ago. The year yeah, they had they got those. Yeah. They they, the grand final debate somehow is back again today.
3: Yeah,
1: Richard not- Goyda wants the twilight.
0: Yeah. What do you want, BT? Yeah, I'd go, day- I'd,
1: I wouldn't mind the twilight. I know the fans have voted against it and the players have voted against it, but let's face it: uh, if we put it in their hands, it'd be a pretty ordinary affair at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so let's put it in our hands or we'll put it in our bosses' hands. So you and, want
3: it for TV, do
1: you? Yeah, I, I just reckon look great TV. I reckon it'd be the MCG itself would bubble all day. Yep. You would have you know lunch. You'd have afternoon. You'd be you know okay. A few people would be a bit smacked and might not get in, <laughs> but. It would be just a great build-up. Atmosphere would be great. Yeah, The, the Twilight game's are really good, particularly
2: yep. the MCZ when it gets dark. Yep. But we've got you here for a reason, Brian. It's all oh, about you today. You are wild. the number one entertainer when it comes to football media. Do you feel that? Do you feel no, the people that Brownie. the groundswell, <laughs> that you, either your TV, your Channel 7 stuff or your Triple M stuff, you are the number one entertainer going around?
1: I don't feel that I had a 10-week period where I was simply unbeatable like yourself, <laughs> Brownie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I don't
1: feel I've ever been through that. What was but that like what was that like? What was that like? When you went through that period, through that period, through that period what was it like? Well you just called just most of those games and you called them very well
2: as well. I mean five goals on Jimmy Clement, but it's oh, not about me today. It is twenty minutes.
1: But let's What's talk like to kick five and a quarter.
2: Uh, it was it was very satisfying. Yeah, no, you, you would have been floating, wouldn't you? I was running on top of the ground, Brian. I'll tell you what. You should try kick six <laughs> and a quarter because that's six and a quarter. I did. I said there's no one bigger than you in the media. No, shut up, landscape at the moment. No, that's Brian, not true. Brian, we
0: have. So we've been doing this for a couple of years. We've exhausted every How? single cashy story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> How hasn't it been given the flick?
0: <laughs> but that, these guys have exhausted every single cashy story. We've got we've got no more stories. We are running so on dry. So please. Please tell me you've got something.
3: I've got to, to tell you us. a good one. You've got to tell us the story about the tribunal. When you first come over from Mandra, you were Ooh. reported and you were going to the tribunal on Tuesday night and you tell the story about what happened. Um, yeah, look, it was,
1: it was a game of, a game of footy. It was a Sunday game from my memory. I was a plumber in Hawthorne. Not a great plumber. I, I, I was just a good, honest, uh, toiler. You're a 24 uh, hour plumber, though,
3: weren't you?
1: I was you? a 24 hour plumber and, um, had lots of, uh, people running around for me. But, um, <laughs> I, I got reported in this Sunday game for headbutting. Yeah. And, well, you know, I got home on the Sunday night and I, you know, sat down, watched the news and, you know, they run the little snippets of all the highlights of the weekend and they show all the things. And they showed a five second snippet of that headbutt and Brian has been reported for headbutting and didn't look good didn't look, it looked like I might have actually headbutted him, which was completely <laughs> foreign to what I would do. And, um, so I thought, oh, geez, I'm looking at five or six weeks, you know, yeah. I've actually headbutted the guy, I've, I've lost, lost control. Anyway, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at home on the couch on that Sunday night after that game and after watching the news and, uh, watching 60 Minutes and, uh, and the phone rang, and the guy I answered, and the guy said, "Look, I've got a hot water service that's flooding our lounge room. Um, you need to come urgently, quick! It's really flooding. Uh, we're just down the road." I said, "Mate, it's Sunday night. It's eight thirty. I'm watching sixty minutes. You know, what do you think? You know, I'll be there in the morning." He said, "You're a twenty-four hour plumber, aren't you?" And I said, "Well, mate, that's what I've got written on the van, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean I'm a twenty-four hour plumber." Anyway, I thought oh, this guy's really irritating me, but I wanted the job as well, so I said, "Hang on a minute, mate. I'll see if I can get one of my other vans on the two-way radio." And went over there and, and said. Van 24 you there, Van 36 <laughs> you there, Van 38 you there. I only had one van. Uh, so <laughs> it didn't really sort of matter. Anyway, I come out of my and say, I can't get any of the other vans, mate, but I will be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Just turn the little knob at the bottom of the hot water service sur- off and your flooding will stop immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did that. Flooding. He said, okay, see you at 8 o'clock. So I rolled up this magnificent street mm-hmm. in in oh, South Yarra somewhere, a beautiful place, tree-lined, mm-hmm. um, quadruple garages at every house, Merck's mm-hmm. Park parked out in the streets, the, the Maseratis in the garage, <laughs> the just Mercs were just nothing in this street. And it was a very, very wealthy street, obviously beautifully tree-lined. I knocked on the door at eight o'clock as I said I would. Guy answered the door. He said, do you know who I am? I said, no, I don't. Who are you? He said, I'm the tribunal chairman sitting on your case tonight for headbutting. I said, shit, that's a coincidence. He said, no, it's not. Do a good job and don't leave an invoice. <laughs> I, I, did. I did both of those things and got off on a technicality that night. So that's how things used to work in, in that day. Give me something and I'll give you something.
2: True that you got dropped when you were playing at Richmond. Um you played at the MCG, you kicked five or six, I think, one day, and you got dropped for something that you did the night before at the Richmond Social oh. Club. Yeah, well the Richmond Social Club branding the place. To go. Richard, it
1: was it. the place. Even even pre your time probably. Nobody's was. been dropped for yeah, kicking true. five or six before, though, have they? No, no, they haven't, but I was out late because a <laughs> mate of mine from Perth came over and he said, Brian, I've got to get to the Richmond Disco. I've heard about it, I heard it's full. Where of where them. was it? Was, it? was that the was Richmond? That, club, oh, really? club, the Richmond the Social yeah. Club, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it is was Hummer, by the way. Yeah, Hummer. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> now, where that, that voice home? come from. <laughs> um, and it was a sort of a leave your guns at the door type place. It was pretty yeah. rough establishment. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. guys like, um, you know, Dennis Allen, who was one of the worst bloody murderers in Victoria's yeah. history, yeah. going in there. And I didn't know. As a player, yeah. you're just oblivious to all that and you yeah. don't even know who's there. All you see
3: is a lot of people. So could the Richmond and- players get in – Straight away. Yeah. yeah. You have to line there up. was
1: a massive line. Friday nights was always a massive line. 100 yeah. metres long, wait two hours. It's not something you wanted to do. Richmond players could walk straight to the front yeah. and go in. My mate said to me, Look, I'm only here for the one night. I need to go to the Richmond Disco. I've heard all about it. I heard, you know, really good stories about things that happened there and I need to be a piece of that, yeah. get a piece of that. And so I said, Look, mate, I'll just take you to the door. I'm playing tomorrow morning against St Kilda. I can't be seen there. Otherwise, I'd be in real trouble. I'll take you, I'll get you in the front door and i I will leave. So I took him to the front door, got him inside, and it was just bubbling, and and I thought I'll just have one with you, mate. (laughs) Just one, one drink with you, and and I'm sort of found a nice tight corner, but I'm pretty obvious, and um and you know one turned into five, and I walked out of there about three or four in the morning, um, half smacked. Had to play the next day. Had to play the next day, um, and might have walked out or something. Uh, (laughs) So had to had to play the next day, (laughs) and um and I I I think I played pretty well uh, down at St Kilda. I think I was playing on Spud, who was useless, yeah. and uh, kicked five, and just uh, and then got then got called in on the Monday, and got. I think got, I got a two week ban and a yeah. four thousand dollar fine. Oh, it was probably worth it. A yeah. B T. Every
3: player that retires now wants to get into the media. Everyone yeah. wants yeah. to do it. Look, look at Brownie. Brown- I mean, yeah, it's just obvious still hanging result. on. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm hanging on. I've probably got about two years left. We are calling you this week
2: too. Are we? Yeah. Oh, we're going there to Sydney. Go. Yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, very good. But so-, so every player wants to do it now, Like, but you, how did you get into it? Back in the early 90s, there wouldn't have been many jobs going around, would there? Uh, no, because they were tightly held by guys like um, Rex Hunt, um, Harry
1: or Lou Richards, Peter Donigan, all these great names. Sandy Roberts. Sandy Roberts, all those guys were at their peak, and it was really hard to get in. And I looked at Channel Seven, and the same guys had done the grand final for twenty years. Yeah, and I and I then I thought, well, geez, it's really hard to get into. And it was in a time when coaches um, said to you, "Don't do interviews." They yeah. advised you against it. They didn't yeah. want you to get in the publicity. They didn't want you saying anything wrong. If you do have to do the interview. Tell them lies, tell them nothing, in other words. Um, and I thought, nah if I do these interviews with these radio stations while I'm playing and show people that I can do it and got a bit of personality, can put two words together and that I might be able to do this, then perhaps that's where my job come from. So that was only about two years before I finished. So I accepted jobs when every other player was not accepting them, when the club hated me, didn't want me to do it. It was a hard time. So that's how I sort of got into it. And then I said to myself, and I've said this to Brownie and I might have said it to you as well, Richo, that – you you then look at which is the best job? Is it special comments or is it calling? And it's I looked calling, at uh, I looked at the calling on the basis of longevity. Hmm. You know, I looked at Rex Hunt, twenty five years. I looked at Harry Beitzel, thirty years. Uh, I looked at you know Sandy Roberts, thirty years. Yeah. All these guys have done incredible, and I thought that's what yeah. I want to be rather than be a special comments guy, where you can if you're not really good like Richo or Gary Lyon or one of these guys, if you're not really good at it. You could be gone in five years. So is
2: that why you told Nathan to call? That's why I told Brownie to yeah, call. Yeah. I think I said that. And you also had your own radio talkback program when you first yeah. started out in the media yes. and you interviewed a young gymnast called Nadia Comaneci <laughs> and you asked <laughs> and you asked her if she'd been chasing after boys and she goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm only nine. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite
1: like that. I did say to her, uh, you know, you, you, come, you, you, you were bronzed at your last event, are you going to give it up? And she said, I'm only 10. (laughs) I think I might keep going. She was only 10 at the time.
0: How did those tapes come to light again? because of course last I think it was the last year on Triple, on yeah, Triple I have I...
1: had those tapes we did we, we had the most incredible producer <laughs> unlike here um, <laughs> the most incredible <laughs> producer at 3UZ it was, was then which is 927 now the racing station a guy by the name of Matt Weiss he became Bruce McAvene's right hand man he was an absolute ripper and he said I will get one US star or one one international star per week and he made 50 phone calls we had Carl Lewis Charlie Francis Ben Johnson all at their that peak would be, Hart, yeah. all at their peak, yeah. Really hard to get, um, and uh, so he said he'd get one a week. So that's what we concentrated on. Nadia, you know, I don't know how. Somehow he got her home phone number, and uh, <laughs> we're on to her. And she was big, one of the biggest yeah. athletes in the world yeah. at the
3: time. This the first perfect ten, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. just
1: bloody incredible. And so um, we went through a van to Hollyfield. There was another one, uh, Thomas, the hitman, Hearn's. Yeah. Um, there was one uh, with George Foreman, where where he um, he was mid interview, and he said, uh, Brian. Uh, just hold on there for a sec. I've got another phone call. I'm going to answer that.
0: Oh, and, and then Triple M uh, played that last year, yeah, didn't
1: they? And that and he did that twice in the same interview. <laughs> just went off and spoke to someone else in the middle of an interview. So, and well, I remember with Carl Lewis, we had to get Carl Lewis, and I said to the producer, he said, "I just can't get him. I've spoken to his brother. He just won't come on." I said, "I don't know whether I should be saying this, but." I said, look, you know, tell him that because we knew that Carl Lewis was all about um, supporting uh, the black movement in in, yeah. in America and all yeah. of that sort of thing. And tell him that we broadcast, you know, to the indigenous population of Australia. We we go all over Australia, out back, everywhere, bang. You can't Swallowed it. it, hook, line, and sinker, yeah. bang, on he went. And then we had a problem because we had to <laughs> try and get it out to there.
0: So we did that
1: via relay. <laughs> uh, hey, look, Rich... <laughs>
0: I I just I want to bring up this plane thing because Richo told a story about when you, you, you went on a plane early, then you had to everyone oh, that got, was over had to come Perth. off over yeah, in Yeah, just quickly. They got to go to the lounge, but you were stuck on the plane.
3: Now, what happened? BT <laughs> likes to get on the plane what? first. So he got down to the gate. Not first.
0: Well, in the
1: top In the, top,
3: in the top few. Yeah. So BT got on the plane, yep. and then there was a technical issue. They couldn't let anyone else on. They couldn't let the people who were on off. So we went back to the lounge and drank beers for a couple of hours and we were texting Brian in the plane. So it backfired on you on that occasion. Well, not really because I was in my flat bed and but, lying down. But why do you – I don't understand why you need to be first on. Can you just give us a simple explanation? There's a explanation. couple of things.
1: I reckon flying efficiencies you learn as a football commentator, we've all learned that there's quick ways to do things and yeah. you get really good at getting through airports. Yeah. And just one of the – I've got about ten little tips I could <laughs> give you to get through an airport, but one of them is get on the plane as early as you possibly can. and the reason for that is that. How frustrating is it when you get on – and we're normally staying the night, so we're carrying one small bag or two, including your footy gear – and you can't put it above your head, and the and the um, hostie comes up and says, "I'll take that for you, sir." Down to row and she 55. puts it down at row twenty-three. So <laughs> when you've got to get off, you've got to wait for everyone to get off, and Then you've got to go to row twenty-three, collect your bags again. How frustrating! That's one. That's right. just one of the reasons. There's, there are many. Yeah.
2: Quickly, before we get into uh, Richard has a burning question each oh, week. Like so that will be the next segment. Just no. going on a few people you work with. It's uh, have you ever uh, it's laughed at a, a joke points points that to. Wayne Carey's made?
1: No, because I have never heard him tell a joke. <laughs> He's the most serious. <laughs> He, he's a he's a strange guy. He, he thinks he's funny, but he's just not funny. And uh, he does laugh at his own games. Then he stuff. slaps
2: you in the chest as well.
1: Yeah, and when you go to a cashy with him, or you know, to a, to a function somewhere, he's just a. He's really a freeloader because he jumps on your back um, with you and if we're all going together, we'd all have to carry the heavy load and he'd just sit there and say, no, Geelong will win by 11 points <laughs> in this game I uh, expect the center back to play on the centre-half forward and, you know. But
3: who's the strangest person you've worked with mm-hmm. in the media? Jesus. There's been a lot over the years. Just one who really, someone who annoys you a little bit that you work with.
0: Ricky Olerenzel. Was
1: he weird? Oh. Don't think I worked with Ricky. Um, I can't really remember. Richo, they're, they're all strange in their way. What about Chompus Jones when he was on the boundary? Yeah, he was, but he was good. Like uh, no one has ever done the boundary like him. So, yeah. so you, you, you hobnob footballers. What you do is you come on, you get a job, and you say, and then you get put down on the ground, and you think you're too good to do boundary duties. Yeah, and so you end up doing special comments no, from I, the boundary. I, I what is the point? There. No, you, oh. do, you do special comments from the boundary. <laughs> I'm telling you. So what so, do you want me to do? So down this there? is the way TJ did. TJ would find stories. TJ would come but on before the story. game and say, I've just uh, had a look at someone getting a, an ankle taped in there and, boy, I reckon the ankle's a little bit of a worry. And then someone would trip over and hurt their ankle. Then he'd go up and ask the doctor what's wrong and they'd say it's torn leg and, bang, he'd report that back. He never worried about so the So he game. was chasing
3: a story down there. Well,
1: he was. that's what a boundary writer is, to tell us what we can't see, not to give more special <laughs> comments. So Friday night,
3: all right, so Friday night, Collingwood, Geelong, you just want me to talk about ankle taping do you? Is that what you (laughs) want me to do? No, uh, sorry, I didn't think you'd take this to heart. But um, <laughs>
1: yeah. No, you can talk about whatever you want, but I'm saying that's my idea of, oh, a, okay. of a boundary line person is someone that reports stuff from the bench, okay. news items, stuff they've found out during the week, they bring it through the broadcast. Yeah. Otherwise, you just become another special comments guy. So you might as well come up and sit with us.
3: Ooh, there do you, go. you take notes, Richo? No, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take we'll that be
1: on board. will tuning on Friday I'll, to
0: see how Richo takes that advice I on. I don't think it'll change. Now, Brian, assuming you have never listened well, to this going podcast through your notes before, again, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> assuming you've never listened to this before, no, I haven't, Richo. We've got to a segment well, you called should. the Burning Question. Now, Richo, well, brings I'm on another UK. podcast. You know that well, the, I'm on a weekly footy one, yeah. the Herald Sun. Oh, yeah. like uh, so they've loaned me on. today, so well, I think that's the Herald, nice Sun. the Herald Sun. I'm sure are doing it. We at give a, a lot of money, discounted rates. All right, hey, but the Burning Question, Richo. What are we? What areas we playing in today? It's a simple one, Brian. You might
3: be able to help me with this one. I'm going overseas at the end of the sure season. Everyone in the media likes to get away after the grand final and have a bit of a spell, and I'm going to visit a mate who lives in America, and he's struggling for coin at the moment, so I'm flying over there. Your wife,
2: Jen, must be looking forward to going.
3: No, she, we're, oh, she's not, not coming. Go, okay, no, no. no. <laughs> This is my little trip, alright?
2: Oh, you have those still. Oh, dear,
3: I still get them through. You know you've got to you got to no, set a precedent. And when I first met <laughs> Jen, I told her, oh, I'm having my own little trip every year, and she lets me have it. So anyway, I'm going to America. Mate lives in San Diego. You know him, Bussy. Bussy. He's, uh, he's not working at the moment. She hasn't got much coin, but he said, I want, we should go down to Mexico for a look. And I said, well, mate, are you going to be able to afford it? He said, not really. I said, don't worry. I'll fix up your flight down to Mexico. So San Diego oh. down to Mexico. Okay. But the only thing I haven't told him is that I've booked a business class for myself <laughs> and I've booked him economy. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just got this little dilemma in my mind. My burning question is, do I tell him now or would I just wait till we're boarding the plane and I turn left and yeah. he turns right and he just looks at me as I walk up into business. I'd be waiting for the plane, Brian. Yeah. I'd do? be waiting for the plane. And what I would do is make
1: sure that you don't lead him onto the plane, follow him onto the plane. And, uh, so he turns it right so, first. So he, he will go, he'll go onto the plane, down the aisle, and you will have dropped back about six furlongs. <laughs> and uh, you will be uh, just sitting in the seat and he won't even know you've gone. He'll just continue to walk down a row 58 and you'll be sitting in row two and uh, it's all done. Don't Thank tell you. him.
3: Would you feel bad about that, though? I'm no. going to feel a little bit bad about it. I mean, yeah, business
0: class is business class. So. I wouldn't feel bad yeah. about it. Just right. pretend you got upgraded. All right. When hey, I
1: didn't. bring my mum and dad over from Perth, I, I always toss up in my mind, should I? And, I <laughs> and you know what I say to my The little man in my head says, nah, <laughs> don't do it. Oh, I
3: won't tell him. I'm just going to sit up there and be. The
0: well, time for the serious part of the podcast, gentlemen. We're going to have a look at the four games. West Coast, Essendon, kicking things off Thursday night of the Gabba. West Coast at twenty-one, nine times the cash. The Bombers not
3: given a chance, $4.25. They yeah, haven't won a final for 15 years, Essendon. I don't think they're going to win this one. It's just going to be a little bit too hard. I think going to Perth, uh, the Eagles would be filthy. They lost that game and lost the double chance in round 23. So, yeah, I don't give the, the Bombers much of a chance. What do you think? This is my one that I think... They can get up. What were,
1: what were, what were they? The bombers.
3: Four dollars twenty five. Four twenty
1: five is a good bet. Now, oh. I think if if Sard and McKenna can somehow—I mean, I know uh, West Coast got great defense and guys that can play on them—but they were over there about seven or eight weeks ago and they beat them. I think if both of those guys can get free and able to run and and just their running is chaotic because not even they know where they're mm. going to run, whereas there's a lot of structure around a lot of other guys and you know where they're sort of going to kick it. They don't know where they're going to kick it. They don't know where they're going to run. So if they can run and put ca- as many chaos balls forward as possible and they do it quickly, I think the Bombers can win. I, I think and, this- and by the way, just one other thing, on West Coast – they have not beaten a top eight side in the last eight weeks. That's a good They've start. only beat – and you know, they've played three of them and they've lost all three games to the top eight sides. It's a
2: good comment you make about Saad because uh, when he's up and running, it, it, unbelievable the Bombers, but wishes for some reason, like last week when they were playing Collingwood, leaves him at full back on the full the back line, line against fair. Jamie yeah. Elliott. Yeah. Set him free. Pl- play somebody else yep. on Jamie Elliott. I mean, somebody else can Absolutely. do that role. Just play him flat out attack because that's their yeah. modus operandi. If they don't attack, they don't win. They're not a good defensively set up side. So, Wush has got to make more changes in game. Gee, it won't be good for Adam Simpson if they lose. If gone from looking like a double chance and home mm. finals
3: to going out in an elimination final, I reckon I think they'll win comfortably. I think
2: they win. The lines about twenty nine and a half, but uh, I think West Coast win. I'll back the Bombers
3: Friday night. The G eighty thousand Geelong
0: dollar seventy two Collingwood two ten.
3: Apparently the rain's coming.
2: Yeah, lots yeah. of it. Cool. Up
0: to twenty mil.
3: So I think And cold. I think that helps Geelong, to be honest with you. I think they'll like it. It'll slow the game down. They'll be able to get their structure happening behind the footy. I think if, I would have thought if it was going to be dry with that Collingwood Ford line, I gave the pies a real chance, yeah. but yeah, I think if it gets wet, it might suit the suit oh, And the it suits
2: Dangerfield too. He's a brilliant wet-weather player. So too is Ablett. So too is sold All those players. Um, but it's probably a good thing not having Mason Cox in there if they do play a small forward line. It's going to be a game of yardage and whoever gets the best of that. But Adam Tralor, 16 of the last 18 games, he's had 30 or more disposals. He, so who's yeah.
1: midfield's better, Brownie?
2: Uh, I think at its very, very best, I think Collingwood's is probably better. Do but I really? think – Geelong have got more stars. So I think Tim Kelly's form in the last eight weeks has been pretty flat. That's why Dangerfield stepped up and played most. Joel Salwood's played out on the wing. Look, they've both got superstars, but I reckon Collingwood's upside through their midfield, if they can get it right, is pretty good. Is Darcy Moore a certain starter? No, I think he is. I think he was right to go last time. But
3: that, but that's an issue, though. Going into a final with a guy that appears a little bit mentally fragile and yep. his body's not right at, that's a big risk, yeah. I reckon.
1: And that's a good, a good way of summing him up. For me, I think uh, the Cats will probably get home. I I just think with the Pies, it's uh, I'm just unsure about them. I'd like them to win. I think they probably can, but uh, I'm nervous about them. Yeah. So, so many players back into the side in recent time, missing a few. No Cox, no Reed, no tall target if it is dry and the rain does go through early or later. You know, It's supposed to come at night, that rain, so it could be yeah. after the game.
2: It's- Tommy Hawkins is a good wet-weather player yeah. as well. But I'm going to go with Collingwood. I think they can win because their last four weeks has been pretty impressive for me, the Pies, and um, they've got one dominating factor in Brodie Grundy. Yeah. I think if Brodie Grundy can control the game – I think they've got a chance.
3: Yeah, I'll go with the Cats because of the, the wet conditions. And also, you don't know what you're going to get out of Stevenson and Goey. They haven't played for a mm. long time. It's a big ask to come into a final and perform. Ten so weeks and six weeks yeah. since those two played. But it's and
2: different to being injured for Stevenson because he hasn't been injured. He's been training the whole time. So he's fit, Still not Don't you reckon you lose go. your touch? Like, you look at Jamie
1: Elliott... Five weeks ago when he first came back, he looked took him ordinary. Him. Yeah. all of a sudden no, week a by week point. he's
3: got better and better. I just reckon you do lose a little bit of your touch. Particularly if you're playing forward and you're relying on, you know, things up the ground to be happening, I think Geelong will win just.
0: Mindful of Brian's uh, parking ticket 11, 20, expiration. 11.20. 11, 11, 20. Let's race through this one. GWS 2 dollars five. The Don't Doggies one77 uh, sports bet, <laughs> He's not going to pay for the ticket himself.
3: Uh, this, who was this? The giant, Giants dogs and Doggies. Yeah. I think the dogs, dogs. yeah.
1: You can't – it can't continue to serve up the crap that GWS serve up in terms of um, – I will not say it's soft, but it's non-aggressive, it's passive, it's kind, it's nice, but it's never hard, it's never tough, it's never nasty or unfriendly. You know, and I just think that the
2: Bulldogs have got all of that. Yeah. And GWS have got none of it. The dogs bat deep in the midfield. So DeBoer will go to someone, whether he goes to McRae or Bontempelli. The good thing about Bontempelli is he can go forward and then uh, Lockie Hunter gets off the chain. Did They've got Dunkley I'd, in I'd there as well. i Dunkley,
3: I reckon. He's been He's enormous. been
2: The only thing with Dunkley is he's very good by hand, but he doesn't hurt you by foot, whereas mm. Bontempelli can kick multiple goals. So yeah. I'd be going to Bontempelli. That's what they're bringing Matty DeBoer into. Seventy-seven. And that's a good price. Yeah, they beat him by 63 points. It won't be as easy as that because we saw what GWS did to Collingwood six or seven weeks ago up there. They absolutely belted them. So no. they, have, they can have those games. And the Dogs can have pretty off days as well, like not you get, so much in the last 10 they're vulnerable weeks.
1: vulnerable down back, Jeremy Cameron, yep. Himmelberg. If they get going. Dogs but, are the only team in the bottom part of the eight, though, that can do any damage in the top part, mm. I reckon.
2: I'll give you something. Harry yeah. Himmelberg Ooh. is the number one goal assist player in the comp this year. It's number one. Right. Mm-hmm. Thought Hawkins so, was. Hawkins so, number
1: so, two. So this week they're going to have Himmelberg, Finlayson and Cameron all playing. That's yeah. where they can
3: win it. If they yeah. can get enough ball through the midfield, but. The Dogs have been dominating there. Yep. But if I reckon if the Giants can draw level or a small loss in the midfield, I think they might be able to win with their tall forwards. But you'd think the Dogs should continue on, I reckon. Yep.
0: Richmond, Brisbane, they played each other 10 days ago. They meet on Sunday. The Tigs are $1.65. They've been backed off the map, Brownie. Brisbane, $2.20. Do you see this going the same way as I round I see it going right d- down to the
2: wire. Uh, Brisbane had more inside 50s against the Tigers at the MCG and just couldn't uh, – they went wide and they couldn't adjust, whereas Richmond went straight down the middle. They had one-on-ones. Who um, kicks their goals, though? Who,
3: who's going to put a score on the board Well, for the for the line, that's
2: the issue. Can they kick enough goals and can they hold Richmond to a score? Because Rewalt had too much one-on-one time. Uh, you've got Charlie Cameron who's flying, mm. but Dylan Grimes, I think, is the best one-on-one player in the comp. Mm. Dylan Grimes, I can't remember the last time he was beaten, so, so he's going to go to Cameron he'll, again. He will, will he? Yep. Yeah.
3: What do you make of Cameron making it so public, the fact he thought he was hold on to by Grimes last oh, well. time. Was that
1: employed by Brisbane? Won't the umpires be looking at that from now on? Yeah. So yeah. it's good to make those things public. Absolutely it is. And I he
3: was whinging a little bit. Oh, well, much. he
1: probably was, but, jeez, uh, the umpires would have read that and gone, oh, okay, I might watch <coughs> that a bit closer next time. But for, for me, Richmond are the best team in the comp. They'll win.
3: I think Richmond, yeah. In a close one, it'll be a lot closer than last time, but I just think I think the Tigers' form's been the best in the Not, last what, time. What, have they won nine straight? Nine in a mm-hmm. row now, mm. yeah.
0: Now, Brian. What's that, Hummer? It's called the stat game. <laughs> the now, stat basically game. You what- should, You what, should respect it, Hummer. He's doing good It's actually, down, this, is, this is probably the, the only good thing I brought to this podcast. Now, what I'm going to do, this is all based around you. Now, I'm going to ask for a stat. I'm going to ask a question and you're going to, all three of you will answer. So, for example, how many frees against did you have in your career? This is the first question, so it's not an example. Am I going first? Yeah, you how go mean, first. Brian how many needs games to go last, play, by the way. No, do No, you don't can't don't ask that. that. So basically, it's whoever's closest gets a point. First to three. Right. How Does many, many frees? Know how many? How many he's got. against did Brian have in his career? I would say Brian had. I would say, two hundred and fifty. Two fifty, Brownie. I'm going to go, two hundred and twenty. Brian, I'd say three hundred. Brian is correct with three hundred and six, or an average of two point two a game.
2: Mm. There Two point two a
0: game.
1: No wonder Lee said it, to
0: me, "You need to kick five before you're even." <laughs> <laughs> now we need to keep in mind that tackles actually weren't recorded into uh, eight yes, years into your career. Lighter. Please I'd, keep it, that in it, mind. To be honest, it probably wouldn't have changed much. But <laughs> how many tackles did Brian have so in his eight career? Eight years
3: into his career before they. Ta- okay, I'll say Brian had. Average per game, you're saying? Uh, No, in entire. I'll say 68 tackles.
2: I'll say he had 55.
0: 55? I'll say 20. Brian, averaging half a tackle a game, had 30.
3: (laughs) 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 That's worse than me. I thought I was bad.
0: I didn't have to tackle.
2: (laughs) 30 tackles (laughs) for a career. (laughs) That's embarrassing. I let the... uh,
0: (laughs) The soldiers do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's worse than I. I thought I was uh, Shh, Keep that quiet. How many,
0: how many disposals did Brian have in the 1980 season? Ooh, disposals. Oh, Ooh, I think I know that. I 275. I, in the 1980,
1: which was my,
3: I won't say, but anyway. It was a good year. a debut year. Well, you. Okay, I'll say he had 130 disposals. Oh, no. I will say that early.
1: I had... Three, He's had that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I played only the one game, my debut game, and I played on Bruce Tool, and I had two. I think I had two handballs and one kick.
3: <laughs> How good was Bruce Tool?
1: He wow. was
0: unbelievable.
1: Uh, unbelievable. We'll, keep, we'll keep going, even though, eighty-two, 80, yeah.
3: even though 82 was a good year, wasn't it? Our oh,
0: Richmond. I had a lot of good years. Brian has an on. unassailable <laughs> lead, How many votes? Brownlow votes did Brian
3: Poll in his career? Okay, I'll say fifty-seven. I'll say 28.
0: Ooh. I'll say 35. Brownie wins 23. Oh. Wasn't Me as good don't. as I thought I <laughs> <laughs> uh, How many behinds in his career did Brian kick? He oh. 200, was 258. One of the highest. Um,
3: I would say 200. I say 227.
0: Richo, 289 behinds. Very um, very accurate. I have been, I do this quite a bit and you were, you're the most accurate I've found so far. Yeah, well, uh, how many goals against Carlton did you kick? In total. In total. I played them many times. It, this, was the, this was the team you've kicked the most goals yeah, against? many times. I'll say 79. 50. 58. 56, Brownie. Mm. Now, for second place, you're both on. So the most disposals Brian had in a game.
1: Ooh. 24. Oh, it was an older style game. 18. <laughs> 18. 18. 20. 21. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Brian, ah.
2: wins. Oh. Brian wins.
1: Yeah, there you go. That was yeah. interesting, Hummer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last segment, Brian. This is something yeah. that You're I do really I every week. Son, Brian. I, it's called the movie line, and I turn a, a movie. Into something to do with football. So I change oh, the script.
1: I don't follow movies or music.
2: Okay. Really? Well, Pulp Fiction. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Surely you've I, seen it. I
3: haven't. I've heard of it. You haven't seen Pulp Fiction? No.
2: So there's a there's a scene, and we're going to watch it right now. So that scene is where Mr. Wolf Winston walks Wolf. in, Winston Wolf, and he cleans house. So he's a, he's a cleaner. He he's fixes a problems. He's a fixer. Right. Okay. Now, Adelaide have okay. got some problems. Yep. So these two have got speaking roles. In
0: this <laughs> in is my this. first speaking role ever. Okay.
2: Brian's so, wondering why he came in here. <laughs> I'm so I'm Jason Dunstall because I'm the man going into Adelaide to Has fix it. Has Brian got along? Right? right, so you're the uh, fixer. Yeah. Yep. So you're a shooter, right? right? This is your house? Oh. It sure is. <laughs> there's a bit of a delay there. Yeah, 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 sure <laughs> I'm the chief. I solve problems. Well, we got one. <laughs> so I heard. May I come in? 100. You must be Tex, which means you must be Sloan. Let's get down to brass taxes, gentlemen. If I was informed correctly, the clock is ticking. Is that right, Roo? 100% it is. I was led to believe we don't come up with a plan to fix this mess, and let me tell you, this is a mess and won't be appreciated none too much, and your balls won't be as lucky as still side bottoms.
0: <laughs> uh, pretty much. Yeah. Well, if that you gives us about
2: three weeks while everyone's focused on finals to get <laughs> Boy, the fuck out of Dodge. So if you <laughs> don't do going what up? I say, what is going when on I say okay. we should be okay. Okay. What's going on? A a please would be nice. I'm not here to say please or thank you. I'm here to clean house, and I can clean it with or without you. Okay. Roo, do me a favour and see if you can locate Bryce Gibbs. (laughs) Not the version we have, but the one that played at Carlton, (laughs) the one that we paid $800,000 for. Sure thing. (laughs) Okay. Rory, can you go and chat with Eddie Betts and try and smooth that disaster over? You have a million people over here in South Australia, and only... One player do they like, and that's Eddie Betts, and we're trying to ship him off. And speak to Eddie's wife as well. (laughs) 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 Okay, here's the plan. Keep Eddie... We'll locate the real Bryce Gibbs, fix the leaks. The leak's going to be traded. We all know who the leak is. Who is the leak? Draft some kids Ooh. that can play and play that Darcy Fogarty. And for God's sake, no more camps. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, is that, that's it, I
0: think that might be the last time we hear the movie line and definitely the last time I think we're going to see Brian in this oh, studio. No, I
1: the like movie line. Thanks <laughs> yeah.
3: for coming in. So so we well, well, it's, well, it's
1: a good way of describing the situation <laughs> at Adelaide because it's, yeah. it's bloody abominable, isn't it? Right. What's
3: going to happen there just before mm. we leave?
1: Oh, it's just uh, – I don't think they've ever apologised for the camp. any alluded to the yeah. camp. I don't think that's ever been apologised for and I think that has split players yeah. and players' partners right down the middle. Yeah,
0: Chaos in Adelaide. Thank you again. Like, comment, subscribe and Hugo Wines again. We're just oh, running a little yeah. bit dry on our stock. This so if you t- are listening tunnel. from Hugo, Drive, at what
1: stage will I get off at a
0: water? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's hot in here, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <an>
0: ordinary, <laughs> like comment, subscribe and most importantly, gamble responsibly. <laughs>